One, two, three, four. Get ready to get spoiled. By JT Buck. He's back from the wild. And is a Zen master. The spoils of Akron, the spoils of Akron podcast. So, pa! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Cody Stanley, and I am here with my co hosts, Chris Miller and Shane Wynn. And this is a podcast all about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. The Rubber City, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for listening to episode 91. We're so excited to be back this week with no none other than JT Buck. I'm a Zen master. <laughs> He's a Zen master. That was a really fun intro. I really <laughs> like that one. Thank you. It was really good. <laughs> and you may remember JT from uh, 2015 on episode 14, episode the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, that was yes. that was a long time ago. I wasn't even here then. We I was only like sixty five. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, that's a little. You're cutting a little young there. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Seventy three pounds of Vermont down. butter ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So wow. JT has had quite an adventure since he's been on last, but uh, I think I think we're just gonna kind of wing it today and go through a couple of different you know fun things that you're working on now and things that uh, have happened in the past, right? Yeah. So I guess most recent. This weekend uh, with Stage Fest. If you guys didn't uh, hear about that, Stage Fest was uh, an awesome event put on by the Partners for Theater. Uh, and it was just so cool uh, to see all the different uh, acts and different people that I've worked with through the years. And I'm sure you had that kind of same feeling, right, mm-hmm. JT? Yeah, it was kind of amazing to, you know, I, I disappeared out of town for about a year and a half. And, and then to come back and find that, that, uh, that there's this big festival dedicated to theater all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and it's all in one place, and it's all happening. And so, like, you know, theater people are notorious for being indoor cats. You know, we're, <laughs> right. we're always inside in the dark doing plays. And so for all of us to be sort of pale and outside in the sun, like, like roasting, and, <laughs> and no then, uh, but then, but then like seeing each other, like, you know, in costume on the street and, and just sort of awkwardly trying to figure out how to talk to each other without scripts and <laughs> it, it was incredible and you know the, the the sheer number of people who turned out for it including a whole bunch of highland square like you know residents who were just walking out of their apartments going what the I was, <laughs> I was impressed by how many cars i saw Oh, yeah. And I live, you know, right there in Highland Square. I mm-hmm. almost said my street name, <laughs> but, but did not. Uh-oh. Um, but, Shane lives at. <laughs> yeah, she- let me give you my address, my personal information. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of looked like a, a porch rocker crowd almost. There were so many people there. I wouldn't go that far, but there there were a lot of people there. And I, and like all, it was like a steady stream. Yeah. There were all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, the festival, it was the first year for the festival, if you uh, weren't aware. And, you know, it, you, you kind of know when a festival is in its first year typically but stage fest did not have that feeling at all it felt like a very uh, mature festival with a ton of people and right. i was very very impressed with it right i mean you know first year festivals you can tell by the screaming mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right. I, was, I was walking around all day saying you know the volunteers uh, and i was one of the volunteers but one of the, all the volunteers looked remarkably chill for a first year festival. Yeah. yeah i realized that you know there were a lot of uh, pretty experienced hands uh, sort of organizing it and you got to give a shout out to to jane bond uh, judge jane bond and her mm-hmm. team you know, rosemary and mark and, and ron and everybody who did just a, a remarkable job of organizing a, a festival of this scale for the first year. It was really smooth, and uh, you know whatever first year kinks uh, to work out were pretty minimal. So I, was I agree. Was yeah. that Partners for Theater? Is that yeah, the name Partners of for Theater? Is the name yeah. of the group? Yeah, and uh, you should have all of them on this podcast because they're also kind of wild. You know, that's a great idea. I love wild. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Swinging 
from the <laughs> that's why we have Shane. Here, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shane put that down. <laughs> <laughs> now at Stage Fest, there was a performance for Goose Town, right? Yes, this is the thing. You know, last time I was on this podcast, I was talking about uh, 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 being knee deep in the writing of this musical set in Akron's history. Uh, it's a it's a really remarkable project. It was a part of a thing called the Devil's Milk trilogy. So three original um, plays created by Akron artists about Akron and the history of rubber for Akron audi- uh, uh, artists uh, and audiences uh, is spart- sponsored largely by the John S. Knight Foundation. You got to give them a shout out because that was like an incredible uh, <laughs> it was an incredible gift to be able to spend two whole years uh, you know had to have the funding and the support necessary to really develop these three pieces and so I wrote the second of the three plays and it's called Goose Town uh, for your listeners it's set in 1913 and it tells the story of this really bizarre spring uh, of, uh, and winter of, two, of 1913 where we had a massive epic flood that destroyed the canals there was a first big uh, sort of labor strike in the, in the rubber industry and uh, it's set in uh, both West Hill and in the German neighborhood of Akron at that time, which was called Goose Town. And it's now currently occupied by a bunch of University of Akron students <laughs> and some other folks. Um, and so it, we, I was just starting that process and really uh, spending a lot of time in the library reading and researching. And so now to be back here a couple years later, having written the whole thing, premiered it, and then gone to Stage Fest with it, of all things, uh, where we got to spend 45 minutes out in the in the hot sun in the open air in costume, uh, uh, showing this tragedy to the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really terrific. And w- what was amazing about it is that the uh, that you know, audiences have really responded to these three pieces. We were, you know, when you're doing something brand new, it's always a question, like, is this going to really work and uh, so to be both in our premiere audiences and at Stage Fest sort of looking out into the audience and seeing Akron hearing the story about itself and getting really into it was really exciting so yeah that's what that's what we did yeah I've heard a lot of a positive response from a lot of different types of people you mm-hmm. know yeah. so Goose Town's resonating like this local <laughs> story is very interesting to people I think yeah I think so a wide variety of people too we, our audiences over the last few uh, weeks and months have been uh, everybody from like seasoned wise in theater hounds to people who maybe uh, grew up in the neighborhood but uh, never really have been to much theater before and people really seem to, to like you said resonate with it and uh, yeah it seems like theater is on the rise in Akron is that an accurate statement yeah i think you're right about that all right you're you're usually right about (laughs) things but this is one that you're especially right about you know it's uh there's just think of it this way stage fest we realized that we had enough theater in akron to to book five stages five times a day simultaneously and that wasn't even all the theater groups like there were still few a few theater groups that we could add for next year so in a town this size to have that much theater uh, is just kind of awesome so yeah. And, it, and it takes people away from their screens yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, the the kind of cocoon of their own home and, mm-hmm. and their own digital world into a, a very old school type of art form where you're just watching people on stage live. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible and pretty impressive, I think. Absolutely. And and it's uh, the diversity of types of theater, too, is the other thing that really uh uh, took my breath away. It's it's people looking away from their screens, but they're also doing big musicals and original dramas and improv and uh, uh, there was very little repetition. So it's every puppet shows, puppet shows, <laughs> street performers, uh, children's theater. It was just fantastic. The 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 whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, between I, I think that you have to say that theater is alive and well in uh, Akron for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, you know, Stage Fest was kind of, I, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't actually done anything like that before, you know, with how much theater we do have in, in Akron and around in the surrounding areas. Um, 
and not only was you're right not only was there you know st- uh, dramas and musicals and stuff there was dancing and it was mm-hmm. all types of opera. stage yeah. Yeah, yeah opera so that i thought that was especially cool that not only did it touch on just theater uh you know you had all the different types of improv and different types of entertainment uh there the street performers were really cool that <laughs> i thought that was neat a neat touch that they had kind of different things going on not only on the stage but in the streets and uh, all the local vendors that they had in different things so they kind of combined a lot of different stuff for the event which was very neat yeah, absolutely. You know, they they did a good job with this festival too of of, for, of taking care of the vendors and making sure that like there were affordable spaces and so the vendors really responded and people a, a wide variety of vendors too. I mean that that adds so much. You know, over a hundred vendors. You know, food trucks and uh, that's it amazing. Was just, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, yeah. More, so. please. more, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping this is the first annual, right? Yeah, this or monthly. Happen. I mean, I would be okay with that's that. That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I think the entire Partners for Theater team just like, you know, if they're listening, they just sort of <laughs> shudder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that these were outdoor performances. What there's obviously the upside is that you sort of get a more random collection, especially when it's in a festival kind mm-hmm. of circuit. So you're having all kinds of different theater. But what's the upside versus the downside of performing outside or in varying types of venues versus the same theater every single time? And which do you prefer? Well, you know, I think all pose their interesting challenges. Um, I have a bit of an improv background, so I love the unpredictability of performing outside. It presents all sorts, and the immediacy of like sitting right in front of the audience and being able to see them. We learned that um, wind plus pipes and drapes that are maybe not as anchored as they could be. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Sully's take note uh, that uh, you know we had a few uh, a few a few collapses, uh, but we you know propped them right on back up. You know, and uh, so there was that. And sometimes we you know, we had this really interesting moment in Goose Town uh, where there was this really quiet, intense, dark, dramatic scene that we you know, probably were crazy to put in a festival anyway, <laughs> but it worked. Uh, but right in this like the depths of this profound moment, and all of a sudden there's somebody with like an animal character voice the next stage over is I am the dragon and like, <laughs> I love that so but that, that's also the challenge uh, the other challenge too is that you know, we were performing at the hottest part of the day on a, on a stage that was pitch black mm-hmm. in color and so uh, <laughs> you know right. I heard uh, that uh, Ryan <laughs> almost melted his feet off Aww. yeah well <laughs> he's fine <laughs> <laughs> he'll make it so, uh, <laughs> so yeah it's it's stuff like that I, I, I my heart really went out to the, the people who had the heavy costumes that day too oh know. that would be rough so that but you know the Disney character do that all the time at Disneyland. They survive. It's I, I actually you know. snapped a good photo of someone walking home in Highland Square. It was like a real square moment. He had these strange billowing sleeves and, you know, out of context, it would have seemed very strange. So, But, but it's it, Highland Square. Yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah exactly. I'll, I took a picture, so I'll oh, share. Oh, well, good. <laughs> is, is some, but, you know, people are very kind. Like, when I came off stage, it was very clear that I was on the verge of cardiac arrest. So <laughs> so, so somebody you know, bought me a, a very a very kind uh, patron, bought me an ice cream at Mary Coil and sort of Aww. patched me up. And, but I, th- I thought that was like really cool too so you know, that is really like that. cool yeah. and you know that the opposite of that would have been rain or you know mm. things that would have hindered an entire yeah. performance probably so i don't i i'm not sure what the backup plan was I, or yeah. if there is one but you know it worked and it was a great day and uh, mm-hmm. uh i'm glad that you got to put on goose town there and mm-hmm. uh, you know you prepared prepared or i'm sorry premiered goose town was it at balk street yeah the the balk street uh theater and inside the balk street community center and this is really something that's interesting uh that is a much bigger conversation than today but it has to do with people finding out about theater in akron and mm-hmm. how they're aware of the spaces we perform and how they connect um you know for two years we were working on all three of these pieces and 
and uh, you know promoting them as best we could to the community. Uh, and I, you, know, it's such a culture of noisy uh, advertisement and constant mm-hmm. bombardment that it's really a challenge sometimes to break through and really brand and really let people know you're there. So I, I'm still amazed at how many people have yet to discover the Balt Street Theater and the New World Performance Lab, the resident company there who sort of sponsored all this. Uh, but I think that these three pieces really helped the uh, the city of Akron and the, the neighborhood discover this wonderful little theater company and this, this beautiful space. And so there's there's that to be said for it, that, that there's this gem of a theater in, in West Hill that a lot of people are still freshly discovering. So, uh, so more of that, too, you know. Uh, and yeah, I want to do something fun. Let's see if we can name like all the local theaters. Oh my goodness! Okay. Go. <laughs> um, Masu, mm-hmm. Gum Dip Theater, um, uh, Magic Magical Theater, yeah. Illusion Factory, River City Shakespeare, Ohio Shakespeare. Ohio Shakespeare. Wow, Shakespeare. that's really good. New World Performance, New World Performance Lab. Lab. Uh, let's see, uh, Dynamics, Dynamics, Dynamics yeah. uh, Antic. Wolf Creek players, uh, Next Generation Whoa. players. Mm-hmm. You guys are good. Um, you know, Poppy with the deep cuts. Okay, here's <laughs> the best part. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I was gonna say, you know, like getting out into the hinterlands a little bit. Love them, uh, like Hudson players yeah, and the Aurora Community Theater, Brexville Theater. Uh, let's see, there's uh, you know, uh, Medina. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> it just went right on at Cameo. Wow. Yeah, Cameo. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's out there. Yeah. And of, and of course, there's you know one other theater we haven't mentioned yet, but we, we will in a minute. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Significance of that theater, <laughs> well, Pray tell. well it, and it may very well be Akron's oldest theater at this point. Yeah, uh, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Sure, um, it's up there, definitely. Yes, uh, this coming season, uh, Coach House Theater will celebrate its 90th. That's like that is 90, 90. They're approaching yeah. Christmas age. <laughs> 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 I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cody is so predictable. <laughs> Shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and think of it, yo, ninety years, ninety years of continuous uh, theater making in West Hill in that beautiful little theater uh, just uh, off of Exchange and Portage Path. Um, and so you know, I'm really excited to be a part of that and to see you know, to see that great theater see its 90th year is kind of incredible. Um, I was looking back at some of the you know, past seasons and realizing that this theater has sort of survived through you know, World War II, Great Depression, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of you know, cultural upheavals, uh, 90 years. It's just incredible. Wow. So, and, and they have a new director. And who is that, by the way? <laughs> that, that, that would be me. You heard it here. No, this this is just an. it's all, I'm, maybe it's because I'm still in the middle of like figuring out how to do next season, but it's it's coming along very nicely, and uh, yeah. So I, I I have the honor and the challenge of of being the person who 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 picks up the baton and carries it into the 90th year. Um, I think I also want to say, and this is probably the first you know, platform I've really had to say it, that uh, I'm I'm picking up a baton that has been passed along for 90 years, and it's a really healthy baton. Like uh, what what the previous uh, artistic directors have managed to accomplish over the last nine years at Coach House, you know, their audiences are, are, are larger than ever and I think happier than 
better in terms of the the, the product, you know, like the, the the actual shows that are going on are, mm-hmm. are outstanding, and uh, and so there's tremendous uh, sort of awe and reverence for, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit daunting to sort of step into uh, you know to be the successor uh, to, uh, to that. So hope to continue that on for. What is the legacy? What's the history? What has happened there? Uh, well, what's been going on there is um, a lot of really great comedies, and you know, Coach House has always uh, had this reputation for being the Agatha Christie playhouse in town. So if you love your Dame Ag- Agatha, you know, she's, uh, I, think, I think I just said your Dame Agatha. You, you really your Dame did. Agatha. Oh. Uh, I like Dame Agatha. I yeah, yeah, Dame Agatha. <laughs> I'm going to go see uh, some Dame Agatha. So Coach House has always been the source for, for uh, or your place to go every year to see a, a great Agatha Christie ministry. But also, um, they, they just closed uh, uh, Baskerville, which is a, a Sherlock Holmes sort of uh, story. Um, so they do a lot of that kind of thing. They do a lot of, uh, they have a reputation for doing really good job with great American classics like you know Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and uh, so everything from sort of farces to small musicals um, it's a 93 seat house with a tiny little stage that's really lovely um, so you know pieces that, that sort of play well in those spaces and uh, are, are the bread and butter there and so we hope to continue that in the 90th year we've got a season that we're just about to announce the full season and when is that going to happen uh, we're going to be announcing the full season on at a kickoff event and you're getting the scoop on this first by the way Woo-hoo. No, you heard it you know, we, we mentioned that we mentioned it briefly <laughs> in the press before but I can confirm that we are going to be uh, doing an event downtown in the old O'Neill's department store space oh my on awesome. Saturday July 1st July 1st uh, doors will open at 4.30 and we'll uh, we'll begin our event at 5 and this is just a classic launch party we're going to get up on stage and tell everybody who comes about what the whole we're going to unveil the whole season for the first time uh, there will be a few surprises the, the theme awesome. is Christmas in July mm-hmm. uh, uh, so you know everybody's encouraged to wear their their great Christmas gear, and uh, there will be. Can we bring be some, snowballs. <laughs> you, uh, that would really bring, be interactive. Yeah, bring them. <laughs> uh, and you know, what's really exciting about this is the, the theme ties into the flag. What I consider the flagship show of the new season, which I can tell you about, is uh, there's a brand new original musical called Christmas in Akron. Written by a, uh, a native son of Akron, uh, Rob Lowe's, who is a, uh, a currently a, a screenwriter in Los Angeles. He comes from an old Akron family, and he wrote this. Uh, he born and raised here. He wrote this charming musical set in the old O'Neill's department store in the 1970s. Wow. It's a nice. Uh, it's a light-hearted, uh, fun farce uh, that is all about you know, you're hurrying to put together the the O'Neill's Christmas spectacular for that year. So I, I kind of awesome. feel a little bit like I'm doing the, the a version of that and bringing the Coach House season together <laughs> uh, at this particular moment but um that, so that's sort of the big holiday production of the year. So we decided to base our launch party on uh, on that theme, and so we're actually going to go into the old O'Neill space. So if you've been wanting to go in there, it's been closed for several years, uh, awesome. half of it. Uh, this is your chance to come in and, and have a snack and, and maybe totally a beverage and and, uh, and enjoy. There may be, like I said, some surprises and some giveaways along the way, but it should be a fun event. So Saturday, July first, uh, doors open at four thirty. Uh, the, the presentation begins at five, and then from there on out, we'll just be. Uh, we'll We'll just be doing what what theaters do. So, uh, but it's going to be a season of um, a lot of vintage on this season. I'm calling it the vintage season. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think of Coach House as the vintage theater in Akron, sort of like you have a vintage clothing store. So, right. uh, so so all of the plays sort of have a vintage throwback kind of feel so, to them. So it yeah. definitely belongs in yeah. West Hill with all the 
vintage oh, stores. Yeah. There's like vintage row along Market. Chris should here. probably be in it too, I since he's so yeah. vintage. Yeah. Hey, vintage is in. What can I say? Exactly. Sorry, it was a very good year, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, come on. It's it's right there. It's in a vintage space. It's <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic. cool little theater. It's got a lot of charm, mm-hmm. a lot of personality. You know, mm-hmm. I know there's some some upkeep involved and. In, keeping it functional but yeah it's it's a pretty neat place yeah yeah it's it's it probably what, about a hundred year old you know building so uh you know <laughs> it's, it's pretty though <laughs> it's very pretty <laughs> well let's kind of can we talk about like uh you went to vermont for a year right sure and yeah. you were there uh you were on the podcast prior to leaving i don't even mm-hmm. know if that was a plan when you were on the podcast but can you tell us a little bit about that and like what you know was the plan always to come back yeah i mean the plan was always to come back but uh, i they're just you know sometimes like you reach a point where you just want to take a break mm-hmm. you know it's get out of the pool take a safety break go do something else for a while and i've been cranking away at theater in this town more or less for about 20 years and uh, it reached the end of grad school. I, I, I'm about to be an alum of the wonderful arts administration program at the University of Akron. Shout out. <laughs> and I, uh, but I reached the end of the coursework for that and thought, well, you know, if I'm ever going to do something crazy like pop off to a, a meditation retreat center or something, <laughs> now would be the time <laughs> to do, do it because, yeah, yeah, otherwise I'll be you know, locked into the next phase of my career for 10 or 20 years. And when mm-hmm. do you get away from that? So, so that was the opportunity and the, and the chance came up to go off. I was working uh, as a program coordinator for a, a meditation retreat center in Vermont called Karma Choling. Um, and uh, it, it, basically, it's it's sort of like Hogwarts for meditators, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, and uh, my, my job was a big stage management job. Basically, there were, you know, anywhere from eight to 250 guests at a time who needed to be housed and fed and, you know, get through their, their program and their curriculum on a daily basis. And so my job was to help support that. And uh, also along the way, I got to do a lot of a lot of sitting myself, a little a yeah. Breathing. That's great for your health, right? Yeah. You got to uh, yeah. like recharge and come back. Yeah. So how does that experience inform what you're doing now? Mm, that's a really good question. Mm. Can you help? Can you <laughs> make as, me relax? As, a, right. as an aside, one thing JT said while you're thinking about that question, one thing he told me recently was meditation was a, like a mandatory part of your day, of your work day, which mm-hmm. is, I, th- I think it's such a great that's, concept. That's it awesome. causes you to slow down, reflect, and I bet... And we talked about how people are predictably probably more productive, on um, you know, when that with that kind of a work schedule. I would say so. Um, I think that's certainly a possible benefit. Uh, I th- it, what's it's kind of hard to talk about the whole experience in that way because it's so personal and so uh, so that I mean, so much happened in that year and a half. But uh, to, uh, to answer the question that, that you posed, Shane, uh, how does it inform what I do? And and it's. There's something really great about being able to stop and drop whatever it is you're doing for just a moment and relax and just sort of tune in to what's happening at the present moment. I mean, you hear this all the time now because meditation is kind of a hot thing, but there's tremendous power in being able to just, you know, uh, let go of whatever's churning away inside your cranium at the moment and just, you know, notice the temperature of the room or, you know, notice the feeling of your clothes on your skin. And and from that sort of space of um, relaxation and openness, Uh, a whole different quality and level of, uh, I think, uh, of, of enjoyment of your life comes from it and the ability to connect with other people. Um, I'm, I'm a notorious coffee 
uh, addict. <laughs> and Me so too. Some, I love yeah. coffee. So how many I mean, times do you find that your brain is just racing 50,000 miles a true. minute and you haven't even been paying <laughs> oh, attention? Is that, is that what that you know? is? <laughs> <laughs> so, some, so there's also something really powerful about, about being able to listen to other people more deeply mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and sort of hold space while other people are talking and mm-hmm. <laughs> being in front of you. And uh, so it, really you notice, I, I've begun to notice a million tiny little shifts in uh, in personal interactions and relationships. And also, uh, this brings it back to Goose Town. One of the first places I began to notice a shift was in the writing of this show. Um, whereas uh, before, I guess there was just, uh, I don't know what, what there was before, but I just noticed an increasing capacity to sort of um, work. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a notorious, uh, in, the, in years past, to sort of a writer's block person, you know, that that's, that's struggling artist who just uh, suffers for their, and so flow, you know, that sense of flow when you're writing, when you're playing, uh, has, has I, I think, increased, and, um, you know, that's a possible side effect. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but for all those reasons. I, um, I like that you yeah. say tiny shift because yeah. that, like, alters the expectations, right? You're saying mm-hmm. it doesn't it hasn't blown my mind. I don't, oh. I'm not just constantly relaxed now all the time, but there's a oh, tiny not. shift, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of little tiny shifts can help you, like, manage over an entire day. Yeah, when you, you don't have, it's not always that you're so much that you're mellow all the time, you're right, it's it's more like you're, you're, you're not mellow. You're, as a matter of fact, there have been times when I've been extraordinarily upset, <laughs> but I've also been like, <laughs> but at the same time, kind of strangely okay with it. Right, you, <laughs> you know? I call it lean into it. Leaning, in leaning into word. it, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, what I often say when, when I'm talking to friends about this experience is like, you know, if you can, if you can, if you can get 10% shift in your perspective, you know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to walk out of the, the retreat center glowing on cloud nine, but if you can walk out of there 10% more aware and relaxed than you were when you went in, that, that 10% can be mm-hmm. a tremendous difference. So. Okay. I have a request, but this wonderful voice of yours, I it want you to is. tell me about meditation again, but sing it like a Barry White song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> well, baby, first you sit down and then you breathe in. Oh! <laughs> Ooh, that was good. I know. I just had this disco beat now going in my head. Thanks, Shane. You could probably make meditation recordings because you do have yeah. a, a deeper, more relaxing type of voice. I'll sing backup, and yeah. it'll make everyone uh, nervous again. All right. So, so you, all the meditators who are listening to this, will will, will uh, tune into the struggle. This brings up a really important point: is that you know there are times, especially on longer meditation retreats, where you're sitting for several hours a day, where like the worst thing that and and the most interesting thing that happens to you is like a song will get it stuck in your head on repeat over and over again. And I swear, it, well, Bar- Barry White was one of them. Oh <laughs> wow! Enough, but, See, but psychic. The, the one for me that was like the most often is this obscure Elton John song called something about the way you look tonight which bears no res- no bearing whatsoever on how anything. does that I one do. go I, I i don't want to sing it because then we'll <laughs> oh, get stuck on it. i wish but I, knew like, I would sing it but it's just like this random like elton john love song and it just would not for months every time i would sit down i would just hear like this little and it was like stop already i get it <laughs> you know, jt for- <laughs> yeah and you're you're singing some elton john things right you're like do, well anyway so you told me you yeah. like sing some and and i want to yeah. sing elton john songs so let's with sing, you let's sing i, elton I john just want to put on a sparkly dress just and sit on the piano and let's, sing let's a go song. right now who's got the, who's what's a girl got to do um, <laughs> let's, let's let's start you guys i'm down yeah. right so what, what elton john song do we do we want to do i don't know what are they tell me <laughs> like if you start singing i'll go da, 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 and like half talk the word so, um, crocodile rock <laughs> 
Come on, Ray, tune in, tune in. Ah, come on, Shane, Shane. Oh, oh, oh. 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 <laughs> it's your new Christmas. That was awesome. Okay, uh, we're way off track. Now we put are, us back on track. Well, I uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Um, hmm. I want to know uh, some of your favorite theater shows, actually, because I'm kind of interested to know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I ask this because. Uh, you know, I work in um, mostly out of dynamics, which is an intergenerational theater. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see all these different perspectives, but it's most. I don't really. I don't really know. There's not really a lot of people like your age group in our theater, so I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. to learn what is what are some of your favorite shows that you know well, or that you like to perform. Ooh, that's a really great question. Um, on the most personal level, I mean, I take a big tent approach to theater. I kind of like a little bit of everything. You know, okay. my, my favorite thing is like a theater buffet, um, and I, I love uh, going all over the place with it. But like on the most personal level, um, you know, I love a good rock and roll musical. <laughs> okay. Know? Uh, and I love. Um, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare, both uh, both uh, as a playwright and as a uh, as a, a theater presenter. Like when you get into the history of his own productions mm-hmm. uh, and how they uh, you know, how that worked, it's really cool. Um, and of course, you know, I, I'm a child of musical theater more than anything else. Uh, so anytime something like a Hamilton comes along or, you know, in a, in a previous generation, like a, a Rent or a Sweeney Todd or mm-hmm. something like that, uh, or Oklahoma even that, you know, a, a lot of people are like, you like both like, you know, Sweeney Todd and Oklahoma and <laughs> Hamilton. It's like, yeah, but, Absolutely. because there, there's this quality of energy about those shows when you do them well, that you just know this is a revolution on the stage in some way. Yeah, right. And, uh, and so I love uh, I love game changers and um, you know uh, so yeah those are the kinds of things that I tend to gravitate toward the most. Um, Wait, but no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what don't you like? What don't I like? Ooh, good question. I love those um, questions. <laughs> what do you like? Don't ask me to be in this because I'll say no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the lead even if you give me a million dollars. So so here that would be hard to turn down. <laughs> yeah right. Inside JT's head right now, he's, he's asking himself, does he give the diplomatic, I'm now the artistic director of a theater answer? Yeah, we do that. <laughs> or does he answer so not do from that. the hip? <laughs> well, I, I think because we're among friends here, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that, um, uh, let me put it this way. There are some musicals, for example, that a whole lot of people really like, mm-hmm. and I just can't go there. Uh, and there are also some musicals that you know, a lot of people uh, really um like and I do go there. Like I think Phantom of the Opera is like one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen live on stage. But there may be some other musicals that came out around about the same time that just uh, you know, I, I would much rather go to the deli and have a sandwich, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that kind of thing. But I think part of it comes from um, just appreciating quality in different forms. And maybe it's because of the way I was taught to do theater, the way I was taught to write about theater or, or to write theater, you know, or it's just a matter of personal taste. I don't know. There has to be some kind of 
uh, I- interesting substance. I, I like things that are very verbal because I'm very verbal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like things that maybe breach boundaries. Like, I love Hamilton for this. It's very verbally dexterous. You know, Lin-Manuel well, Miranda's a, a lyrical genius. But also the music is kind of, you know, busts a lot of boundaries. There's a lot of, like, this revolutionary feel with the strings, but at the same time it's hip-hop. And so there's this kind of huh quality to it. Whereas something that's like, you know, like, uh, oh, here I go, you know, ticking off theater fans. But uh, but something like Les Mis just doesn't appeal to me. Me and either. I, you know, I know Sorry. that a lot of, I hate okay. to yuck anybody's yum. And it's just, I think because, <laughs> oh, I like uh, that. you know, it, it, there, there's a quality to that show for me of like, okay, this is this is nice, but it's this. not really. It's there. Uh, it's there. Uh, but I, I, I don't get it. And I'm, I, if anybody out there who's a fan of Les Mis wants to try to like turn turn me on to this thing, feel free to go ahead. But because I've been trying for 30 years. Yeah. And, don't go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I want to make an admission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like the Nutcracker. I never want to see it again. Really? <laughs> we can't I have this list yeah. of Sorry. things you would not like about me, and that's one of them. <laughs> that's you one of them. A lot and just got sick of it. Or? I'm just over it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> can we do care. something else? Yeah. Co- Cody, Cody, Chris, we're we're going to go off into the corner of the room and just have our own little podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Shane is disinvited. Shane in her Nutcrackerless world. <laughs> I'm going to bring I'm going to bring up one thing on that list every podcast of what you wouldn't like about me. Oh, oh yeah, that's like a good that. one. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I'll tell you what. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They're like, oh, how, like, how, what kind of woman are you? Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't like it. How Caveat you like to, the, the, to the lamas and Nutcracker fans out there, though, that if you do it well, like if you if you just get up and do the Nutcracker and you just dance the heck out of it, mm. or if you get up and, and, and <laughs> do lame, or if you actually get up on stage in a tutu with an actual Nutcracker and just like shell walnuts for an hour, I'm going to be like your fan forever. Just the sight of those mice, I can't. I'm just going to turn around. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> you guys all like the Nutcracker? I, I yeah. you know, it's there. I'm not, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it exists, and I, but it's not on the Les Mis thing. Like, I definitely don't like Les Mis, but I, I, can, I can sit through the Nutcracker, I think. Les Mis is too long. I just don't. I'm yeah. Like, How long is that? Is it like three hours? Uh, it's still going. Yeah. It's been <laughs> like 30 years now. Okay. Still. Yeah, there's, there's a parody of Les Mis. That, the, the lyric goes, you know, at the end of the play, you're another year older. <laughs> so, oh, wow. It's, it, can be a, it can be a long night in the theater. Yeah. So, sort, of, sort of like the Nutcracker for you. And now I know what we're getting shame for Christmas, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Tickets. Mice. Yeah, I'm gonna get. <laughs> Maybe you guys can put, put on like a, a nutcracker for me, yeah. a good one. Ooh, we could do that. Yeah? That, that yeah. might be fun. A, co- a comedic one, maybe, maybe. like a rom com. Or, or how about an Akron centric <laughs> nutcracker with like? Okay, I do love Akron. Swinton's cheeseburgers and tights. <gasps> yes, oh, I'm so what down with that. What are you gonna that? use for mice though? Because it can't actual be mice. mice. Oh. Yeah, actual mice. <laughs> Actual like canal mice, they'd be good. Canal uh, mice, <laughs> but uh, like now, blue heron. I mean, there's pe- got to pe- be like an indigenous okay. animal yeah, we can blue use. Heron. So peanut, downtown peanut shop, if you're listening, no. <laughs> now's your time to shine, friends. That's right. <laughs> they can sponsor us. This is a thing. I like yeah. this. Yeah, this is like. I, I'm with you, Shane. I think there's cer- certain productions that don't even have to be done anymore. They've been done yeah. so much. Right. Like there are many other uh, probably holiday themed ballets mm-hmm. that would. Love to be prominent in our minds, like the Akron version but, but of the, the Nutcracker. Nut yeah. yeah, look, I, I in the space of seven years, I did five productions of Godspell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that fifth one, I'm like, you know, I respect this this musical like crazy, but I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot of Godspell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a function of the human brain that has a purpose, you know, like and moving on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right, keeps right. us going. Right. Yeah. Are there any um, theater shows that you wouldn't? 
hmm, I, I want to be careful I phrase this, but like you wouldn't maybe do because of content. Like, is there anything you're too, that's too far for you? Too edgy. For me personally, there is pretty much nothing that's uh, too, I mean, I've seen it all at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, with this career, but I'll tell you this, the most important thing to me as an artistic director of a theater is to respect the audience, uh, which means balancing both wanting to challenge the audience with something fresh and interesting, but also like honoring why they're your audience in the first right. place. Mm-hmm. So when I think of the coach house, theater and especially the way that audience has evolved over the last few years it's a real it's an intergenerational audience uh it has a reputation for being kind of you know the 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 matriarch of akron sort of audience sort of uh that demographic but it really is an intergenerational audience and uh so i I, you going into season planning for example i'm thinking about uh the the best of the coach house traditions and wanting to genuinely respect you know that that uh, uh that flavor while at the same time trying to pick some things that uh that uh are fresh for that that group and sort of take them uh, to some some territory that hopefully they'll love. Um, the one thing I've really grown out of, I think, at this point is sort of that impulse that we have maybe sometimes uh, to to really just want to like you know lash out at the audience. You know, there there are times and places for theater that really confronts an audience, um, and I, you know I'm all for that at the right time and place. But there's also uh, you know I, I've learned to love my audience wherever I am and, and to genuinely respect them as people and. Uh, <laughs> You know, when, when you're, maybe when you're a freshman in college, it's it, you know, your, your priorities are slightly different. Um, I know I did a couple of shows when I was younger that I look back and go, well, yeah, I see like the the good side of why we did that, but also it's like oh, maybe I was just you know, hitting it a little too hard. You know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah, there's there's that. Uh, that so yeah, to answer your question more succinctly, I guess mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, I'll I'll go see anything, but. Uh, but I also want to uh, send send the message loud and clear that I respect the audience and want to you know want to keep them in mind when we when we pick. So yeah. so is there anything else you want to share that maybe we didn't touch on about? Well, we yeah, I think uh, Coach House can look forward to uh, an entire season of full frontal nudity and loud rock music. Yes, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Fine, as long as there's no Nutcracker, it's cool. <laughs> if there there will be a Nutcracker, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. With full front yeah, frontal with full nudity. Frontal nudity. That's the Nutcracker, yeah. Nice chef and big kitchen at the club across the street, but no, it's oh, all, all food trucks. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, uh, no that, that was a joke, everybody. Uh, I just heard half my board of <laughs> trustees, like, fainting. Uh, <laughs> Running, that was, yeah, breeze as they ran out of the Faint. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, boy, I just, uh, what, what was the question? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, anyway, if yeah. we missed if we missed anything that you wanted to touch on, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I want to touch on the Swenson sandwich here pretty soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, touch on nice. so touch well, maybe on we could talk so. about uh, what's been going on this week and where we've yeah. been. Is yeah. that what's next? Well, well, actually, wait, before we move on to that, um, you know, we usually ask people, JT, who are on the podcast, you know, what are some of your favorite Akron things to do? Mm-hmm. You know, favorite restaurants, favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you like Highland Square. I know you mm-hmm. like West Hill. And you also grew up in, in Goose Town, in the mm-hmm. Goose Town neighborhood. But just are there, you know, as a longtime Akron person, are there, are there some of your favorite places, things to do, people, establishments, whatnot? Yeah, you know, uh, there is a couple of things that come immediately to mind. Uh, one of them is just the, the good old-fashioned. There's nothing like a nice hike through Sand Run or a walk through Sand Run. 
Uh, and there's nothing like a good Swenson's burger, and we all know that, but there's also nothing like uh, discovering uh, a, a, an undiscovered gem. Like I'm thinking about the Sanibel Bakery on uh, South Street in, in the heart of Goosetown, one of the best Middle East bakeries I've ever been to in my life, uh, and the nicest uh, you know, staff you could possibly imagine. So you go there and you get the best hummus in town, uh, or some of the best hummus in town. There's some good hummus in this town. Uh, but I think uh, it, it's summertime, so Strickland's is high on the list. You know, mm -hmm. you got to get out by the, the the soapbox derby uh, area um and uh, yeah so that's that's uh, and then uh, as far as i'm concerned i'm going to give a shout out to um to ingy's piano bar you might have seen about this in the beacon lately but uh, down at terry's which is a, a great old akron establishment uh and right down on main street across from like brubaker's near diamond grill or diamond deli and all that um main and exchange uh, you know, Terry's is like one of this, those classic Akron gay bars, you know, sort of hole in the wall places. At, but at the same time, uh, you're, you're likely to encounter just as likely to encounter like some uh, some metal dudes as you are some drag queens. And every Sunday mm -hmm. night at six o'clock, they do the most extraordinary kind of piano bar where you know, most people think of piano bar as tuxes and martinis and the piano player is doing jazz or something. But Ingi, who is the, uh, a dear friend and a, a killer piano player, like she just shreds a keyboard. <laughs> I can play anything she sits down and from six until about 11 every sunday night she'll play whatever sheet music you put in front of her and not only will she play it but pretty much the entire bar will sing along especially later in the evening even if they don't know it <laughs> uh, so it's one of those places where you can just go and and, and wail your face off and uh and not care about how you sound and enjoy a reasonably priced beverage that's and, a fun night out uh, it's a I fun night out. i'm going to that night out yeah, you, <laughs> you, i'm on that yeah uh, we almost went Terry, last night you know, we didn't Terry's make it has been there for a long time, back back in the days of the Daily Double. Oh yeah, the Daily Double was there. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, it's is. it's 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 been around since uh, in that era. Yeah, it's 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 that's some classic Akron for you right there. So yeah, Definitely. Terry's on a Sunday night at six. Go to it. Yeah. There's and it's hard to find something to do on Sunday night. So it really is. Yeah, yeah I'm going. Plans are made. We're you know? definitely going. Oh good. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So so what about some events, kids? Yeah, let's talk. Uh, Shane, you got some. Do you want do you want to t talk about coming up events or anything yeah. you want, Shane? Yeah. Anything, anything want. I want. Okay. Well, not anything. <laughs> <laughs> JT's birthday is coming up on June 7th. I'm almost not a millennial anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just dropped and the a, M word. Yeah. And of course, Avenue Q. <laughs> Right, so yes, everyone Avenue has Q's to go check out up. Avenue Q. I Featuring have to get a Ryan ticket. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's it's this weekend. Yeah, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Right, I have to I have to get a ticket still, but I'm going to that. And okay. there's um, puppets that use profanity. Yeah, and so I'm all about it. Yeah. Go check that out. It's definitely a shame thing. <laughs> <laughs> then also I have, there's a really fun trolley tour coming up. It's a trolley tour and they're touring like the, the sewer project. Ooh, and that's so weird nice. that I have to go to that. That's very acrony. That's my new word. Does anyone say that? Acrony? No one says that. Just you. And I'll say like, that's not very acrony if someone's not nice. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Okay, so that's me. Oh, and I visited like many of the guests that have been on our podcast in pa on in past guests just by virtue of what I've done in the past two weeks. I went to Crave and I ate there and it was okay. awesome. We had a table of 10 people. I love the tequila shots. One tasted like butterscotch, one tasted like smoke, and one tasted like a jalapeno. <laughs> I also had the brisket plantain dish, which I'm absolutely in love with. It's an appetizer. Um, I did a tour of Goodyear recently. I photographed um, this tour of Goodyear. And did you know that they have a gift shop? If you go to the, the Goodyear, Goodyear um, headquarters on Innovation Way, you can like 
you can park, you can go in, you have to get a token from the security, but they have this really, I'm wearing the sweatshirt that I got there. I got mm. a hat. So you have like all this blimp gear and nice. Goodyear gear. So I had to give a shout out to that. I went to the Nepali Plaza, which I'm going to let you talk about awesome. more, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Good, go ahead. Over to you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was outstanding. You know, it was uh, a, a, a big circus tent. And it was packed with people. There were there were uh, you know Nepali and Bhutanese dancers, musicians. Um, our friends, you know Kyle, Kyle and Nikki from Modern Aesthetics were there. Um, Katie debuted her you know her her play, uh, and I forget the name of it, but it was written by uh, Bhutanese refugees. Um, who are like high school age. It was it amazing. Was, it was I had yeah. so much fun watching that. I so love cool. the energy yeah. of those kids. They I, are I, great. I totally agree. And there's there's so much going on at that exchange house where this was held and more great things to come, I think. Yeah. It's such it has such a great energy. Where they had amazing mm-hmm. artwork inside as well. Incredible some artwork. really yes, impressive painting, artwork. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just the whole thing was very colorful. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was fantastic, you know. And so those are just, you know, one of it's one of many neighborhood gems, you know, that are that are uh, just waiting to be, I guess, unearthed and 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 brought out for the world to see. So there's also um, this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday is Neo Stance Theater's Lose Your Marbles, which will be in the in the trolley barn, and it'll be similar to a a mini version of maybe what the Stage Fest was, but with a lot of dance focused. Uh, performers, people, people on and off stage, and I think that's two to like ten p.m. Um, and also, uh, this has come up in a few weeks, but June twenty-fifth is um, Open Streets, which is going to connect Kenmore neighborhood with the Garfield neighborhood, and that's all day. That's I think le- eleven to five, and that's a free event. They, they close down some streets and just to show people what walkability, bikeability um, looks like in that particular neighborhood. Also on Saturday. <clears throat> I know of this one too, because I'm playing music at both. Both, but <laughs> uh, Wolfstock at One of a Kind Pets, yes. which is a fundraiser. <laughs> so cool. Nice. That's neat. Excuse me. It's a fundraiser, you know, for that adoption agency. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to One of a Kind Pets, but you can actually go into cat rooms that just have cats everywhere. It's so such a, my, oh, my so daughter cool. loves to go there. Mm-hmm. We sit down, hang out with the cats. We kind of like. You know, get to know them. You know a little mm-hmm. bit. And a lot of senior cats there just we love got, the yeah. attention. Yeah. We got senior both of cats. our cats there, and they came with the coolest names. We didn't even change their names. <laughs> what are their names, Shane? Frankster and Frankster. Ernesto. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. This is some swab kitties. Right? I couldn't change it. I'm like, that's the coolest name Ernesto. ever. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other events, Shane, that you missed or didn't want to? Um, well, I. As far as events that I went to, I also I photographed the opening of the Akron Art Museum Serial Intent Show, which is absolutely amazing. It really moved me and inspired me. I'm going to sometimes in the near future have a like sh- uh, a show where I have ten of my pictures up or fifty of my pictures up. Ooh. So it's all about that like repetition of image. For example, they have Warhol's electric chair image, and they have all ten prints in different colors it's just oh, absolutely stunning so i would advise everybody to check that show out it's inspiring cool jt what about uh, can you give us the uh, those details for coach house's uh season announcement again and then anything else that you might have 
Sure. Well, the season launch party, uh, the Christmas in July launch party, will be on July 1st, Saturday at 5 o'clock at 222 South Main, which is the old O'Neill's department store. Uh, it's right next to Barley House in Lock 3. Uh, so come on down to that. It's a free event. Um, and then I think you know, I'm all about the theater these days, so I'm thinking this weekend about uh, you know my friends over at Rubber City Theater who are doing King Lear. I mean, how mm -hmm. often do you get to sing, see King Lear on yeah. stage around here? It's amazing. And you know, uh, Hairspray happening down the hill at Weathervane. Um, I also want to put a quick plug for a, a thing that's coming up that's Coach House related too. It's not just our launch party, but on June 17th uh, at 10 a.m., Saturday, June 17th, and then the 25th, uh, Sunday the 25th at 6, we're going to be doing a sort of info session for volunteers at Coach House. So if anybody is interested in volunteering for Coach House's 90th season in any way, shape, or form, these two days are your, your opportunity to just come pop over and, and, and we'll talk about what those opportunities look like. So and I consider those pretty festive events. We, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put on a tie. So. That's Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I will say that uh, since we were on the podcast last, I'm sure many of you have heard uh, about the explosion at the winery at Wolf Creek, mm. uh, where I work. And, um, you know, they, they it's very fortunate that no one was hurt and no one, uh, you know, every, everyone's fine. And uh, the explosion was ruled an accident. So uh, everything's good there. Uh, but they, they lost the great room and the distillery. So but the tasting room is fine. Uh, everything is good. And uh, we'll be opening back up. Uh, well, actually, we're open now. We start we opened at four on Monday. Uh, but you guys will be hearing this on Tuesday. So starting tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, the winery is back open 12 to 10 every day. So make sure you stop out there and support uh, a great local business with great, great wine. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so everything's good there. You guys have anything else before we end today? No, I think that's all. All right. Well, thank you, JT, for being on. Thank you for listening to uh, the 91st episode of the Spoils of Akron podcast. Uh, as always, we work in partnership with the Akron Public Library, the Akron Community Foundation. Uh, what am I missing? The, the Akronist. The Akronist. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening so much. And as always, keep it. In an Akron, Akron day. day.